Good morning. Today is the 16th of August 2020. Beautiful morning. Beautiful clear skies. Heading out of the, the development and down to the office room, my first patient of the day. Yes, I most certainly feel like I could sleep an additional two or three hours. That would have been nice. Nevertheless, heading down to that office, got a pretty decent day, well-paced day in front of me. Looking like a decent Monday, besides the point that the world seems to be falling down around us. Holy shit, I'll get to that in a moment. So Alan Watts on Carl Jung. Talking about humor, in my opinion, like self-deprecating humor. And how it kind of clues us into our humanity. Keeps us humble. So here's my paraphrase. User... Humor has an element of malice toward oneself. Something is present to be recognized as positive. Something contributing to one's greatness and positive aspects in the same way that, and get this, manure is contributive to the perfume of the rose. Manure being contributive to the beautiful smell of a rose. How something so beautiful and fragrant and appealing, appeasing in every way could develop and grow to, um, as, a, as a result of something so seemingly smelly and disgusting as a cow pie. I'm calling that manure. That is interesting. goes on to say, The court fool serves to both amuse, but also to remind the king not to take himself too seriously. Monks would also sit with a grinning skull on their table for the same reason. Uh, Memento mori, you know, you too will die. We are mortal, we are sinners, we are imperfect creatures. So I thought that, that all, the, all that is very interesting, man. That we would, in some sort of humor, particularly at a, generally, but particularly at our own expense, how that would that humor is designed to kind of ground us, to keep us humble.
and what a great example or uh, anecdote there with the manure and the rose. Very interesting. I also wrote below these two that uh, passages that 2020 and the pandemic <clears throat> pandemic is making the year 2020 kind of like an accelerant or a catalyst in that if there's something I mean in, in a way in a way it's it's suppressing and inhibiting anything that we would do right shutting a lot of things down but if there was some sort of stress or disease process even I feel like the 2020 pandemic is um, expressing the disease expressing the stress case in point Yesterday, I was moving out a great grand or a, a grandmother-in-law's apartment. She fell a few times and is no longer able to stay in the um, whatever they call it, free living, solitary living. She had her an apartment in this beautiful place. It's got an exterior door and an interior door that leads to to their cafeteria and all their facilities and everything like that. So like a really nice retirement home. And connected to it is the assisted living and then the personal care and all these different grades, if you will. Grades of, of, of living and care that could be provided. So at 90 years of, of age, great-grandma here is, um, you know, she's, she's struggling a little bit, <clears throat> but she's 90, and she made it this far, and she's had a good life, and it's hell getting old. You know, for whatever reason, there are... several other individuals in our immediate family or friends groups <clears throat> and they're fucking struggling too man I'm talking about suspect conditions crazy diagnoses perhaps and these are people who are they are arriving at or have been retirement or they're at the end of their work life or whatever. <clears throat> I mean, I talked to my own parents yesterday, my mother and my father had a stroke and he, uh, this is a, a year ago, maybe he's been disagreeable since you know, he's been, he's always kind of a cranky old guy and they have a shitty relationship, but He's 75. And he's uh, 
cooped up sitting in a room, not doing much, not a lot of motivation, doesn't have a lot of things nice to say. And my mother's telling me about all this. And I'm thinking, holy shit, man. What healthcare decisions should we make? What should we do? You know, and she's talking about her life and how her time is best spent. And I'd like to do this. And everybody's got dreams for what they're going to do. You know, for lack of um, <clears throat> for lack of satisfaction with their own life. Everybody's got these big dreams, like I'm going to do this or I'm going to move here, and it's somehow going to be different. I do believe that, to a large degree happiness and health being at our best that's that comes from within so there definitely can be some toxic people in and around you that you should get away from if you ever want to have any sort of life that you enjoy but conversely it's it's also and often in you somebody's unhappy so it's crazy because I'm 45 and I got my children and I'm bracing for their teenage years and I've got a wonderful wife and family and friends and <clears throat> I got enough to handle myself and I'm listening to my parents deliberate whether or not or my mother deliberating, you know, what should we should do or how you, you know, it's like you guys should have your shit together, no? One example, but there we've got some unfortunate other examples that are all too close where you know people are you know near retirement age and should be living their best lives and they've got major health concerns dropped in their lap. Just goes to show. It's true. It's true what everybody's mother and grandmother said that, you know, today is, you enjoy today because tomorrow is not guaranteed. You know, think about the, just the contingency, just the possibility that the things that we could bitch about today, you know, somebody have a case of the Mondays or things aren't going well or whatever it is. And hope we all have a great Monday. But unbeknownst to us, you know, three, five, ten, twenty years from now, it could all fucking end. You know, here I thought that, uh, you know, God forbid, but the coronavirus, that's not really getting too many people. I mean, we've got 160 and some thousand who have died, but <clears throat> it's it's not like I don't feel like it is spreading through the community and you know, indiscriminately killing people. I feel like it's attacking certain certain patient populations. I had a guy show up in my carving pit on Saturday, guy I know, and he's like, hey, you know, but not well enough for him to be standing in front of my carving at 10 a.m. He says, hey, you're the guy who's got the carvings all over Facebook. And know the guy from years ago. Says, yeah, man, what's going on? How you doing? So yeah. 
they going to play football this year? I said, I hope, you know, they're practicing, they're moving forward best they can. Ah, just let the kids play. Nobody's really had, I mean, how many people do you know have had coronavirus except me? And I'm like, what? So, he works in one of these meatpacking plants locally as a uh, clinical side, so he takes everybody's temperatures on the way in. And he contracted and had a mild headache and you know, a couple rough days, and then he was fine. That was a wall a long time ago. So, um, anyway, so th- that's out there, but there's all kinds of other things, man. I got freaking, I'm reading MRIs. I don't know if I shared this with you. Patients are coming in. I have one patient, she's got some sort of aggressive cancer, she's in her mid 30s. She's got this, like a, almost looks like a Muslim skull cap, if you can imagine. Um, is it Adebisi? Or one of the, you remember, watch the show Oz? That prison sitcom on HBO is actually really good. Anyway, the Muslims in uh, the prison system, they would wear these, like, lattice-looking skull caps and it was like a, I guess a ceremonial or religious thing and uh, anyway this young lady comes into my office goes face down on the table she's got this white freaking rubber net on her head supposedly has electrodes in it or magnets or something and she's got a controller on like a phone cord and I'm like what's going on here so you know, this is a supposed to uh, prevent the cancer cells from spreading. I'm saying, what? Fucking, you know, cool technology if it does work, but got a scar on her head, shaven head. Fucking people should not, you know, down the street there's another 30, you know, there's dozens of 35-year-olds that don't have this unfortunate affliction, and they're just business as usual, you know, they're complaining about mundane shit, this person's got a fucking electrode net on her head, and a remote control, so that's fucking crazy, and then there was another patient that I'm working with who's had funky symptoms, and the family doc, well, it was probably just stress, it doesn't seem like stress, my friend, I read the MRI report, so... I'm sorry to hit you guys with this on a Monday, but if you needed a reminder to like fucking live well and drive on and enjoy today and, and to be thankful for your your health, that you got friggin' all your organs and two arms and legs, <clears throat> fucking both your vision, you know, a heart that, that works well. People got shit going on, man. And none of this is guaranteed. So before you complain about, you know, your kid not being able to play sports this fall or kids not returning to, you know, to school full-time and this pesky coronavirus screwing up our schedules and everything, understand that, you know, there are people right now, we know a family, the husband, and these are like, young, not 40, almost 40 year old people 
husband's a lawyer, the wife is a teacher, two kids, and the picture of a perfect life, the husband contracted con- con- coronavirus and is doing very badly with it. Went to the hospital, took care of him for a couple days, he's discharged, comes home, fucking something happened, he passed out and knocked his head on a damn table. Now he's back in there, and supposedly if he gets up and tries to move around, his oxygen levels go down. So he needs to be in the hospital, a guy not of 40 years of age, and his wife at home with two kids, trying to hold it all together and to, you know, make sense of this. No kid should be sitting at home with their pot, with their parent, in a hospital, you know, looking at them on a tablet. Try to look on the bright side today, you know, try to <clears throat> think about these things that are happening in my life or in your own life and all the stuff that we feel matters so much. Like I was talking to somebody over the weekend who's in the middle of this shit, taking care of everybody, helping interpret doctor's visits and all this crap. Said, you know, you can't deny the mundane. You you have to go out in the day-to-day, even if you have something, you know, terrible going on that you have to manage. Despite very large obstacles, we still have the responsibility of going out in the day-to-day and going food shopping and putting gas in our tank and, uh, you know, interacting and getting our kids off to school. Um doing all the thing, working, going to work, going to school, whatever. We have to, to do all these things. And so you say, well, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to sweat the small shit because I have perspective now. The 9-11 syndrome thing, right? Where we, for a brief moment in time, there's clarity and we can, have perspective on life. We don't take things for granted. And then, you know, a couple weeks, a month later, we do. We're back to doing that. So, it's a crazy fucking world right now is all I'm saying. And I'm thinking about, you know, know, back to my Alan Watts quotes there. laugh today, you know, find the humor in things, find the humor in yourself, don't take yourself too damn seriously, because there ain't too much that guarantees, nothing guarantees that tomorrow any of this will exist, or we will exist with all the, in the same present form. So we got a fucking drive on, find the humor, and do our best and work together, and stop sweating the small shit, because at the end of the day, and especially when eclipsed by 
some of the things that I'm talking about, it's all small shit. Every bit of it. Small. So it doesn't... The world doesn't merit... Situation does not merit our... Petty stresses. They're just... They just hurt you. They hurt you. And everyone in your immediate vicinity. They don't serve you well. In any sort of... Permanent capacity. You just do yourself harm. And you waste your precious time on this earth. Which uh, I know we're all determined not to do. We don't want to waste our time. We want to feel like every moment is counted. I challenge everybody to do that today.